Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Hello, all you slutty spectrals, and welcome to a Halloween edition of the Radical Sex Witches. This whole fucking month is Halloween. That's that's how we do it in my parts, Carla. I love Halloween. I'm totally up for this. It's awesome. I know. I'm trying to bring you more over to my dark side, though. Yes. Yeah. You know, it. it's working slowly, but surely. And it's a bonding thing for you and one of your daughters because she's all in for it. It's true. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Little Leah. And with me, as always, is Carla Wainwright, if you didn't guess that by now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. What's up? So last year for spooky season, we visited the female villains and the bad bitches of horror, plus the virginal ladies and the final girl. But since we love, and I mean love, talking about getting it on on our show, this season we're riffing on all things in horny for horror, as it truly is a really big part of the genre. Okay, can I just say that I love horny for horror? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I'm horny for horror, and so are all my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for this. Okay, so sex and horror have gone hand in hand since the genre's inception, and even from the first bite from Bella Lugosi in 1931, we knew it was a lot more than just a bite in the neck. So the concept of sexual awakening and all of its implications in horror um, is one that has defined the genre across really all of its subcategories from classic monster movies to slasher cinema and the correlation between sexuality and the things that we fear is, um, is one horror that has played for years in just about every way possible. And there's a reason that we're so scared by situations in horror films um, created by sexual scenarios, because, you know, many of us have also felt those same inclinations. Yeah. There's a fantastic quote from one of my favorite, and I mean fucking favorite horror authors, Clive Barker, on exactly what Carla's talking about. And he said, very often I need characters to do things which, under the right circumstances, they'd never really do. They need to walk metaphorically through a door into another world. And you've got to get the character to a place where the audience will buy it. Sexual desire is one great way to do that. It's an important tool for me, if you'll forgive the expression, a narrative necessity. So horror at its core is largely about the body, and it's impossible to tell stories about the body without including sex. Exactly. So as the genre has evolved, so has the utilization of sex. So both Dracula and 1941's The Wolfman saw carnal sexual desire depicted in a time when society really repressed this kind of representation, particularly in women. And then in 1960, Psycho did some of the same, but this time in the form of Norman Bates's inability to process his own desire and identity after suffering such an abusive childhood at the hands of his mother. And the slasher subgenre in particular is perhaps the one most driven by sex. So usually led by a final girl who is pursued by a murderer, usually with some sort of phallic weapon. She's traditionally virginal, sensible, the sensible girl of the group, and the one who hasn't spent her time on screen having sex or partying. And (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And while this is, you know, a problematic trope and go back and listen to that episode from last year. If you're curious about learning more, um, it actually has really started to be subverted over the years. 
And a really great example of that is 1996 Scream from Wes Craven. Um, this is a film that was considered to revitalize horror in the mainstream. And the character Randy, played by Jimmy Kennedy, even lays out these bylaws to his friends. So say it with me at home, all you Scream fanatics. Number one, you can never have sex. Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. And number three, never ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Yet... Final girl Sydney does indeed lose her virginity and to the killer even, and she survives. So we've got all these other modern final girls like Tree Gelbman from Happy Death Day 1 and 2, Aaron and You're Next from 2014, and Rachel Keller in both The Ring and The Ring 2 aren't even depicted as virginal at all. And some other notable mentions of sex-driven horror are the 2000 slasher movie Cherry Falls, which upended the virginity rule by featuring a killer who specifically targets virgins. They had it coming. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Snort laughed at my own joke. (laughs) Uh, In Jennifer's Body of 2009, the titular character seduces men and then kills them. It follows. (laughs) Sorry. What did you say? I said they had it coming too. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has it coming. Um, Well, it's a titular character. That's, That's a good one. That's a... Hard word to say. Titular. Titular. Yes. Uh, it Follows in 2014 is about a young girl who is previous, oh, sorry, who is followed by a paranormal entity after having sex with its entity's previous target. It's argued that this is like a horror STD, by the way, like passed from person to person. I really hate that fucking movie, but just, you know, hmm. backstory for you, Carla. Okay. Uh, Midsummer 2019 violently punishes an emotionally unavailable boyfriend for the crime of being an emotionally unavailable boyfriend. (laughs) And sex rules aside, some horror films are just fucking sexy in general. So, I mean, there's tons of them, but here's a handful that are worth mentioning. Straight up, Hellraiser. All of Barker books and films, they have heavy, heavy sexual undertones. American Psycho, oh, fuck yeah, I'd do Patrick Bateman in a heartbeat. <laughs> uh, from Dusk Till Dawn, all those stripper vampires, and like, Selma Hayek is super fucking hot, and so is George Clooney. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992, entirely sexy movie, but that scene with Lucy and the werewolf getting it on. <laughs> oh, interview with the vampire, yeah, just fucking bite me already. That's <laughs> masturbatory fodder right there. Uh, the Witches of East Eastwick, everyone's banging the devil. Underworld, vampires and werewolves are banging. And, you know, X from 2022, that whole movie stems around a group making a porno out in the country. Then there's some not-so-sexy films, at least to me. Just remember, at least to me, I know some of you might fucking stand this one, uh, that are in fact sex-driven, but are just plain gross. And I'd like to give a special disgusting shout-out to 1987's Necromantic. <laughs> Uh, think about that title and you'll get what it's about. I'd rather stick a hot curling iron up my pussy than ever watch that again. <laughs> it's so horrible, Carla. We watched it on the last drive-in and like, I don't know. I think the internet was like trolling me for a while because like I just kept getting these horrible necromantic memes popping up on like no matter what platform I looked at. And I was just like, no, no corpse fucking stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I just say that um, as I'm sure you can imagine, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, that was like a fave of mine, still is like Gary Oldman. That time. Oh, yeah. And it's so beautifully shot and the yeah. colors of, and you know, and what they represent and stuff and just all those like vampire bitches. Yeah. So. so hot, super hot. 
There is also scientific evidence that watching horror films is great for your own sex life. So being scared releases the same kind of chemicals in your body, dopamine and serotonin, as when you're sexually aroused. So according to medicaldaily.com, watching a horror movie can increase a woman's sexual desire since it can, quote, trigger the body's sympathetic nervous system by turning on the fight or flight response. That's true. (laughs) Uh, But if you scare easily, then you might want to go for something on the low end of the horror spectrum. That would be me. Extreme SNS can lead to low general arousal and no one wants that. Yeah, like if I'm watching a super scary movie, the last thing I'm thinking about is getting it on. Yeah, and I'm sorry if I have, I'm forced to watch Necromantic, like my panties are not getting wet. I'm fucking puking in a bucket. That's a no, is a hard no for me. Uh, lastly, did the bloody bathtub shower in Hostel 2 get your motor running? Or perhaps the trucker scene in high tension that with a decapitated head. So in these cases, science can't back up your sexual fetishes, but psychology can. <laughs> <laughs> So this might be irrational to some, but studies show that it's completely normal to be aroused by gore and violence as long as you're aroused by the fantasy of it rather than the reality. And it's also been argued that violence is more uh, conductive to arousal than other types of mass media experiences, as stated in the book Encyclopedia of Media Violence. So the next time you invite someone over for Netflix uh, to chill, try stepping out of your comfort zone and throw in a horror flick. See what I agree. Yeah. Try something different. That's pretty standard in my house. Not the fucking part, just watching the horror movies <laughs> or even like conversing with real live people. <laughs> yeah. I just like, uh, I just end up with a blanket over my head the whole time asking for the play by play with the person beside me. I'm a Oh horror. my God. I know. You're like I'm the, the person worst. that's just like, tell me the end. Like when we just started the film. I don't no. want to know the end, but I don't know. It's just, I, I, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Maybe next year we're still doing this show. <laughs> this is where we introduce video to our viewers at home. Right. And it's or maybe we'll just me. do an episode of us watching a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> and me just like being an asshole in my element. And you're like, ah. and I'm like, stop being a bitch. Take that blanket off your eyes. <laughs> and at the end, you kill me because you're like, oh, I understand the purpose of horror now. Right. And you go and masturbate. Just kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> that escalated quickly, didn't it? It sure did. <laughs> Listeners, would you listen to that episode? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Two times I've snorted in this episode. <laughs> Anyways, it's very obvious that sex and horror go hand in hand, and it's not going away anytime soon. So we want to know what are some of your favorites. Drop us a line and let us know. Next week on the Radical Sex Witches, we're doing a Halloween edition of the Bad Babes of History, where we'll be talking about Myla Nurmi, 50s actress who is also better known as Vampira. And I'm fucking excited. Um, I'm Little Leah. And I'm Carla. We are the Radical Sex Witches, and we will see you next time. Hello, witchy listener. It's Carla here. If you're feeling disconnected from pleasure and unfulfilled in life, reach out to me and let's connect on a free call. I love helping women like you shift to owning your sexual power, reconnecting to your body, and finding your unique radical sex witch within. Go to CarlaWainwright.com or find my contact info in the show notes. 
Let's co-create a life for you that is truly turned on.